Am I a bad person if deep down I would love to see people on these motorized skateboards lock up and just eat it? I, I, okay, let me, let's really delve into this. Let's get very introspective. So I grew up on a skateboard and I know what it is to slam. And I was constantly covered in road rash, bruises, had sprained joints. And I was not traveling on average even a fraction of the speed that these guys on these big squishy boards go here around Silicon South Bay. And what's more, you may ask, I uh, look at these guys and they look very awkward and they're just skateboarding in traffic going so fast. And it's absolutely warranting a slam. Hey, we're doing Surprise Attack podcast today. Surprise Attack. Uh, I've already started talking about skateboards. Uh, people on skateboards with that are electric moving at 20 mi- 25 miles per hour in traffic. And am I a bad person for kind of deep down wanting to see them eat it? But can I please rationalize this thought first. Sure. I was going to say no, but carry on. Okay, good. All right. Uh, When I see how they stand on the board, having grown up on a skateboard and slammed a lot and kind of know what a person feels good on a board looks like, all of these guys look uh, woefully awkward Hmm. standing on a skateboard. They look like, I don't know, a Gumby guy or the, you know, the the blow-up creatures in front of gas stations that go like this. They're yeah. very tight, yeah, yeah, and yet they're traveling so much faster than I ever used to travel on a skateboard because it's motorized now. Yeah. And they have no concept of what a slam feels like, and they're going 20 miles per hour. And I kind of want them to understand the consequences of the game that they're playing. Mm. Uh, but I didn't know if that was a hexing a person or wishing malice on someone and if that made me a bad person. But you're absolving me of all sins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's right. not illegal, I think, to hit them. No, oh, I don't even want to... It's not even about hitting them. I just want to see something happen, you know? I want to see them hit a bump or the motor to lock up on one wheel, you know? <laughs> and just kind of flip them diagonally. Yeah. So I could just witness that and then walk up and say, are, oh, are you, are you, are you all right? How are you doing? You know that going that fast on a... Skateboard requires some amount of skill that you never bothered to work on. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, yeah, it is It is very dangerous to do that. It's because they do that on the bike lanes, which are in, in along the traffic. traffic. Yeah. Yes. They're going fast. And they're going fast. Yeah, really fast. And, I don't know, it seems to be a South Bay thing. Maybe, I, I don't know, I live in the South Bay, so maybe people are doing it all over. America. Perhaps, yeah. Well, easy personal transport. Like what? That's true. It's better than a car, right? Yeah. It's better than a, a big car uh, putting out whatever it puts out. Yeah. So y- we know that the guy who's in charge of buses knows yeah. Us. that we know that he knows that the bus driver knows that everyone's in on the loop. He shouldn't have been late. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there there will be consequences. consequences there will be yeah. retribution. And, you know, I just hope that he knows that we know that this is yeah. how it works. He's a, he's a fan, I'm sure, of the podcast. Who, who's, no, who's not a fan? And so... Who's not a fan is the yeah, better you're question. You're, you're listening to it now. Uh, yeah. You know who you are. And, uh, you know, just... We don't need to say the name. Yeah. Just, you know... Just know that we know. Yeah. So now you know. Just all we have to... Yeah, that's all we have to say to you. His family knows. People know. Yeah, yeah. The inquirer wants to know. And we know. Exactly. Bitch. So that's just how it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. Just so the audience knows. Yeah. That his download will be denied. Yeah. From here on out. Yeah. And 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 then he can't say that we didn't warn him. I think everyone knew. Everyone knew. Yeah, and if it meant 
working on some kind of r- radical cutting edge alpha technology like yeah. teleportation yeah it should have been offered you should have yeah thought of of that i should have thought of that should have rushed production at least to get you to and fro yeah. If that happened to turn you into a fly, hmm. it's a risk that we're going to have to take because hmm. there are, this is what I was explaining to the audience. There are podcast powers at play and they are not benevolent. No. They are very, uh, w- what's the word? They hold grudges. Vengeful. Forever. Forever. Yeah. It's an infinity type thing. It's, it's, ge- it's generational. I'd even go as far as saying that. It's generational. Generational. It's epochal. Yeah. <laughs> Thousand years, you know, uh, descendants of these people, of that mm-hmm. person will be paying for his mistakes. That happened today. We kind of gave up his gender, though. Yeah. But, you know, still, you still well, have to sort of... This is how things go as things evolve. Yeah. Genders uh, reveal themselves, deny themselves, and yeah. overwrite themselves. Yeah. And uh but you know, I think we're going to have a great podcast nevertheless. Uh as usual. As usual, has, there would has be there ever been a bad podcast? No. No. Well, not, not when we're recall. in charge. No, not when we're in charge. Yeah. But, you know, and ultimately these powers that be will uh, um be the ultimate judicator. <laughs> yeah. Of good and bad podcasts. And we're not going to be in the line of fire by any means. That's why I kicked this off early. And so far, I think it's going swimmingly, mm. yeah. if I might say Smooth. so myself. So I need to. we need to talk about something personal first. Yeah, deeply. Personal. Deeply personal. I think I misunderstood your r- email, not email, your message to me. And yeah. then you misunderstood my response to you. Because you are still trying to get rid of the cough. So you said, I'm not drinking beer because this, that, and the other. And then I saw, I'm not drinking beer. And I said, oh, me too. I'm not drinking beer. Yeah. But I'm not drinking beer because I have an explosive asshole for the last three days that I can't seem to figure out. I can't troubleshoot this bitch. Yeah. And so I didn't want to put alcohol for fear that maybe there's some kind of yeasts or sugars in alcohol that may continue the relentless barrage of disgusting farts that are happening out of my butthole. Good thinking, good thinking. But but you thought, I said, me too, I'm taking pills. Yeah. And, but I'm not taking pills, unfortunately. Not any good ones. uh, Yeah. You take uh, rectal insert yeah insertions no and I, it's not even things in being inserted it's insertees being things, yeah it's things that are being exploded out of <laughs> not inserted into that i'm i'm concerned with mostly yeah <coughs> a- and i just thought it was funny because it took me about 15 minutes after that mm. to go oh i understand where everything went wrong and now that i can have a good grasp of the written word going wrong this is going to be a great lead-in to Neuromancer. I can concisely summarize the feeling I had on the last page of Neuromancer. And what was it? Pray tell. Huh? There, I think we can... Do you want to end the podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> I got so confused by that book. I don't know what happened. I don't know who's the good guy. I don't know who's the bad guy. Mm, I just read a lot of imagery, but I could not discern a plot. Uh, That's what I felt on my first reading. Okay. And this time it was better. Oh, it's another multi-read book. Yeah, apparently so, yeah. I only understood the imagery, but I didn't understand what the imagery was representing or the play inside the personal interpersonal play between all the characters inside. Yeah. I didn't know who was who, where they were, who Case was, who Case was going in and out of, where dim- dimension Malcolm. I don't understand. I didn't understand how any of these guys played together. Interesting. So I, when it ended, I just go, "Well, I'll recommend it to people, but I can't. I can't explain to anyone what the fuck just happened in this story." Mm. 
Well, yeah, I, I think I have a. Pretty Did you understand the plot? I, I have a pretty good idea. Okay. Uh, All right. About the plot. Okay. We can do a quick plot recap. Let's right? do a recap because, and not just for our uh, four and a half billion listeners. Oh, by the way, congratulations! We've gone up one point five billion users, uh, listeners. Yeah. So we're users. That's the correct word. Because uh, we're not a podcast. We're an experience. <laughs> They're using us as if they would use yeah. a drug like LSD. I, yes, I want ch- yeah. I want you mm-hmm. to use us. Mm-hmm. Use the two beers in a book podcast. Uh, yeah, because I don't really. Uh, a summary would be great, because I didn't understand what yeah. I just read. Yeah. So case. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sort of petty criminal. Right. Uh, a hacker in the past. Yeah. But then he stole from his employer, former employer. They did some surgery on him. And so he now can't connect to the Matrix. Uh, Okay. Right. Uh, Legally? No, uh, physically. Oh. Like, uh, apparently, he's incapable of perceiving that hallucination, which is the Matrix. Oh, (coughs) got it. Okay. And so he's being hired by uh, a guy named Armitage. Uh, He sends one of his employees after him, Molly. Okay. Molly is uh, essentially uh, like a, a combination of uh, Wolverine from X-Men and uh, yes. Trinity from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. So she picks him up. They fix him up. So now he can connect to The Matrix. Okay. Apparently Armitage is a very uh, knowledgeable man. Yeah. And has a lot of connections, at least enough to get uh, uh, K's back on, uh, you know, on the Matrix. Okay. And then, well, they explained to him that we fixed you, but then we installed this uh, sacks inside you, that little sacks that yeah. are dissolving now. And you have enough time to do the job I want you to do. And if you do the job, then we'll get rid of those sacks. Yeah. Otherwise, they will dissolve and you're back to being incapable of connecting to the Matrix. Okay. So that's how they got him. I remember the sa- yeah. the poison. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hold on. Let's, um, there was a word that I saw in there that I... Beta-phenethylamine. Was that some kind of necessary drug? Beta-phenethyl... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that one of the... Because this came up over and over again and it sounded like it caused hangovers and other kind of yeah it's some kind of drug but i'm not sure if it's that that wasn't the poison but i think this was some kind of lubricant to get you to go in and out of the matrix right was it it was some kind of ky something that they were taking prior i i don't know okay i I didn't think so okay never mind then Beta phenethylamine. I, t- I tell you. Yeah, it's quite the lubricant. Yeah. Yeah, interdimensional lubricant. <laughs> Maybe not. And so, but they need more people in their party to accomplish the task. Yeah. What is the task? Is unclear. Nobody knows. Yeah. Armitage just tells them one step at a time. Yep. So first they go to where do they go? Oh, they first they do this little heist on uh, a corporation called uh, SenseNet. Okay, I recall that. And the goal is to steal essentially a, a hard drive, essentially. Yeah. With uh, a digitized, the digitized consciousness of one... Uh, Dixie Flatline, who yep. was a, a hacker yep. and Case's mentor, and he was sort of a legendary hacker. Right. So they pick him up. So he's on board now as a as a virtual being. Next step, they go to Turkey. And there, they recruit a fellow called Peter Riviera, who is a sort of this holograms, yeah. ho- holograms, uh, and illusion sort of uh, artist. Yeah, yeah. A- and also junkie. And you know, while we at Riviera, let me tell you something. One of the reasons I find this book difficult to follow is the narrative style. Because 
Gibson essentially throws images at you. So remember yeah. their first encounter with uh, Riviera. Mm -hmm. What happened is they're at, at his house, and then all of a sudden he sort of collapses, and then some kind of creature raises mm -hmm. out of him. Yeah. And only after that, it sort of explained, w way after that, it sort of explained that it was all uh, a sort of an illusion, a hologram. Yeah, yeah. And when I was reading it first, I was thinking, wait, wha hang on, what? A month? What? Yeah, How did yeah. that happen? Did I miss something? Right. So that sort of throws me off balance straight away, this narrative style. And so that's why... And that happens again and again, yeah, yeah. where I go, wait, what, what, what's going on yeah, now? Yeah. And then you go back a couple paragraphs and you go, how far back? Where did this get... Yeah. Where did the left turn yeah, happen? Yeah, the the explanation comes after the imagery. That's the uh, that's the very interesting. Okay. Uh, I th I thought is a very interesting. And I'm not sure. I I I'm not saying it's a bad way to tell a story, mm -hmm. but it's certainly more uh, a bit more challenging than sort of very traditional linear narrative. Yeah, and I was I was <laughs> so arrogant when I first started reading it, going, oh, yeah, oh remember, this is yeah. this is so much easier to read. Um. Than the uh, and diaspora, yeah, diaspora, yeah. But no, it wasn't. It was difficult. Yeah. So they recruit. Difficult. So they recruit Riviera. Right. And then they finally get a glimpse of what are they gonna do. Mm. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna fly to that Some space station. Zion, Zionist something. <laughs> Zionist, <laughs> Zionist. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called, Zion? <laughs> no, the well, it's called Zion. But right, right, right. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, it's basically like a space Las Vegas of yes. the future. But then there's nearby. There's this uh, colony of Rastafarians. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So called Zion, and in the Matrix there was a city called yes, Zion. Yes, there was. But anyways, so they go there, uh, and well what they need to do is to break in to a certain place called uh, Villa Straylight. Now, in the meantime, Case and Molly have been investigating into who on earth is Armitage. Mm. And they find out that he was a, it was a, mil he was a military named Corto. Yes, the badass. He... Uh, he was a part of uh, an operation called Screaming, yes. uh, Screaming Fist against the Ruskies. Yep. Yeah, the troublemakers. Yeah. And uh, we don't know what year because time they don't really talk about what. Yeah. Well, we know that it. the USSR is still around. Yeah. So it must be before 1991. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who who would have known that you write a book like this and then six years later? Yeah. Your whole premise of a future is not there. So, <laughs> but somehow the Soviets learn about their uh, operation. Yes. And fuck them up. Yeah. Shoot them down good. Shoot them down good, but Quarto, the only one, survives. Yeah. He, but he he's mental at this point. Yeah. He's lost it. Well, he had to get legs. He had to get yeah. uh, everything was like reconstructed, yeah. and then they put him before Congress to do some kind of, I don't know, save face or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something so they yeah. used him as a puppet. Yeah, and then and then he sort of uh, went out of sight for a bit, and then he popped in various underground, you know, dodgy yeah, yeah. Uh, events. And so now there I there he is. And uh, but then something interesting begins to happen. A an entity contacts Case. Right. And as he learns later, it, it contacted everyone. The entity is called Wintermute. Yes. And we know that it's some kind of AI. We also know that Tessier Ashpools, to whom the villa belongs, the one they must break into, that they built it. Right, and they're f the fancy family that's been, you know, very rich for generations. They own some stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And so, at the end of the day, they figure out that they wanted to build an AI, but they couldn't because there's a law against that. You mm. can't do that. And there's Turing police 
that yep. watches over that. Yes. And so they decided to build two components separately. Okay. Well, they knew that Wintermute was uh, the one. Uh, one it was in, in Germany, mm-hmm. and then another one was in Brazil. And they didn't know a, a whole lot about it. But they, n- but they soon realized, after you know, communicating with Wintermute for a while, that he wants, or it wants, to uh, fuse with that second element. Right. But it can't do that because there's so-called a Turing lock. Yes. And the only way to unlock it is to find the terminal, which is somewhere in the Villa Straylight, Straylight, and say uh, a password. Oh, and the terminal is behind a door, and the door with a mechanical lock. So an AI, a digital being, can't do anything with a a mechanical thing. That's that's the that's the main premise, and so they yeah. go there. Three uh, Jane is uh, one of those Tessier Ashpools. Yeah. Most of them, they most of the time they spend in ice on on ice. They're yeah. Basically frozen, cryogenized or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they pop out, but the but Three Jane is sort of current, I think, main, the head of the family. She's she's up and about. And the role of Riviera was to, <laughs> I guess, seduce her or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which he kind of did. He kind of gets in. Uh, then Molly breaks in. Yeah. Uh, secretly. Uh, Wintermute. Uh, Wintermute guides her. First, she finds the key. Because Wintermute knew where the key was. Nobody yeah. nobody knows where the key of uh, to that door is. But Wintermute did. It was in some dresser. Yeah, yeah. So some kid put it there accidentally and yeah. e- ages ago and yeah. Wintermute would make sure that kid dies and but that kid resurfaces somehow right no, it, di- it, it's it killed the kid but there's a kid represented in either the matrix or somewhere throughout oh yeah. the story yeah at some and point i didn't make out who this kid was i oh thought he was the kid who hit no, the key no no the kid was the second entity with which Wintermute wanted to oh. fuse and that entity is called neuromancer Yes. Okay. The kid was the neuromancer. Yeah. I didn't get that. And so, at the end of the day, Three Jane sort of... I- she's the only one, apparently, who knows the password. Mm. And so, they catch Molly. Case... Because Case have the simstim on his deck. Yeah. Where he can uh, sort of basically get sensory input from Molly. Yeah. And that was that was confusing narratives also. Yeah. When he was inside her doing things. I don't know. Is he driving her or is he just no, no, viewing? He's, he's what just watching. Yeah. Just watching what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so he sees that she w- she's been caught and and Wintermute says, uh, hey, you know, go on, save her. And that Zionite was with him. Yeah. Malcolm. Yeah. yeah Malcolm. I liked him. Yeah. He was the one character that <coughs> I, it was consistently. I knew what he was up to and his motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I understood Finn. Finn was some kind of fence fencer type guy who got them things they needed to yeah. complete their adventures. Yeah. But then half of the book, the Finn was essentially Wintermute. Wintermute okay, see that that screwed me up Finn too. Was Finn Wintermute? No, the f- well, technically the Finn is a guy helping out yes. Armitage. Yeah, yeah. And you know, apparently that Molly and him they knew each other long before Armitage so he's a real mm. person yeah yeah is fi- if I understand correctly but w- one of the things I liked about the book is that it's it's an AI Wintermute right it it doesn't have any physical manifestation and it doesn't even have a personality mm. so so all it can do is to pick something of person's memory and I think it chose the Finn because it was among some of the recent memories. Got sort it. Of recent neutral memory. Oh, right. So he was he was just manifesting things for yeah. for Molly and Case yeah. through Finn. Yeah. Or manifesting Finn to give them what they thought they needed, or something along those lines. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just an avatar essentially. It yeah. chose to talk to them. Hey, what about when the touring police tried to arrest Case and all that shit went down? Someone ended up getting their head chopped off. Yeah. Were those drones? What, what was that that chopped them up? Uh, w- 
So, yeah, one was a, a, some kind of guard drone. Okay. And the other one was the spidery robot that was uh, cutting trees. Oh, right. And uh, Wintermute hacked them and yeah, off yeah, both. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all three of them. Off to all three of them. Yep, Case got away. Yeah. See, that was one of those scenarios where Case was in some kind of groggy mood that I thought was from that drug. Yeah, it was. Because he needed to use the drug to get into the Matrix, and then when ah, he came no. out of the Matrix, it was doing some. So he was just a junkie. That was just a yeah, drug. Yeah, he's, he's just a junkie. And, uh, and in the end, okay. so in the end, right, Case and Malcolm go to the villa, yeah. confront them. They kill Rivera along the way because he's a pervert and yeah. fuck him. Well, th- they don't, but Hideo is a yeah, yeah, is a samurai yeah, or a ninja, ninja or guy, yeah. ninja clone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kills them, and but three Jane seems to be have some kind of have some sympathy for Molly and Case, and so she just simply gives up the password. Yeah. Well, they all go to that room, open the door. And, uh, oh, in the meantime, of course, uh, it's been hours. Uh, they, 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 uh, Armitage gave them, uh, earlier in the book, Armitage gave them this Chinese icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Ice is a, in, uh, what's it called? Uh, ice is essentially intrusion. Uh, I forgot what ice stands for. Uh, ice. Uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's basically uh, uh, something in the software. It's like an antivirus, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it goes in. Yeah, intrusion countermeasures electronics. Yes. Yeah, it's like an antivirus. But the AI, uh, this sort of Turing, apparently some kind of Turing uh, antivirus, is super fancy. It's AI-powered. Right, right. And... uh, you need a, a strong Chinese yeah. virus to get through. Uh, None okay. other would do. Right, right, right. And so Armitage uh, procured one for them, and they used it. And uh, they broke through the defense. They released uh, whatever the block, whatever was blocking them from fusion, and then they fused. And now it's become sort of this super consciousness. It is in the matrix. Uh, it did reward did reward uh, all of the parties involved and and, yeah. and survive who survived right uh, with you know a lot of money and all that. Why did you say that guy was a pervert? Well, Riviera. Yeah, Riviera. Riviera was a pervert. But how did you know that? It's all over the all over the. This is, this is a strange fella. He's a pervert. It was. T- well, uh, someone knew him, and that—that's what—that's uh, what uh, someone told us, the reader, about him, s- at somewhere around the point where we first encounter him. Okay. They is. Uh, I missed that he's connection. He's a sleazebag. Okay. And a pervert. All right. And a wanker. A wanker. Um. So that part, the simple mechanical lock here would pose a real problem for the AI, <coughs> requiring requiring either a drone of some kind or a human <coughs> agent. Yeah. Uh, what are your what are what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's wh- wh- why would a science fiction writer think that there's this more or less omnipotent artificial intelligence that can do all of these things in the material world? Did it just break on you? Uh, no, I just realized I can't hear you in the headphones, but I can see that thing jumping. So yeah. Oh, I that's think it weird. Doesn't go through. Huh. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, I had I had a glimpse of it. I g- it's got to be the oh cable. Yeah, yeah, something wrong with the cable. Because I have glimpses of it. Yeah, I, um, I really need to replace that cable. I think because I'm always wrapping it in the bag, it's getting kind of kinked. It's probably up on that ear. Fiddle with that ear thing. Let's see. If you see. Get uh, no, you ah, that's fine. Okay. Um, I keep an eye on those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I guess, w- why would someone think, I'm going to create a character yeah. that more or less is godlike, in the matrix hmm. but a material lock stumps him well because yeah. he wasn't just godlike in the m- in the matrix he was able to do things in the material world too like hunt down those agents and kill them with whatever but a material lock would stump him yeah. is there something in artificial intelligence and in computer science something that would indicate that 
that type of intelligence would not be able to apply it to a lock? Or is that just something we have to go with as it's one of the axioms of this realm <laughs> that locks will stump the AI? Well, that's a very good question. Like, could he hack uh, some kind of robot and just force his way his way in? I would think so. I don't know. Maybe it the amount of programs he had access to, he could literally YouTube how to pick a lock, right? Maybe he couldn't be bothered because he knew that it it knew that it would be unable to undo the the Turing spell and so it still would need a, a human being so it figured m eh, a, a human being can open that for me yeah while they're at it yeah, right? yeah so okay so that was it he just said why do I need to bother learning it yeah okay well it and we don't know what kind of mechanical lock it was. It could have been like a really, really good lock in a, on a really, really good door. Yeah. Like, th there are like doors that can't be broken by a, a rocket launcher. So can resist mm. a, a rocket launcher or something like right, that. Right, right, right. So. Here's a good little line. Screen in that meat puppet hole. I just highlighted that because mm. I thought it sounded yeah. raunchy. <coughs> while, while we're on the um, subject of perverts. Mm. And then uh, they also used the word shuriken. Yeah. I never knew that w that's what those were called. You know what I always called them as a kid? Well, no. Chinese stars. You know, you didn't know? I didn't know they were called shuriken. Did you play the NES? Uh, you, like any video games? I played video games. With ninjas yeah. in them? Like Double Dragon, you can pick up shurikens. I didn't uh, know that. Th I never knew that that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah you pick. I, I, like there's a number of games where you like pick up a thing called shuriken i didn't play video games enough i guess uh, i guess you didn't so i just used culturally insensitive terms for yeah. weapons chinese star <laughs> and they're japanese probably right yeah of course yeah yeah oh there we go well we, i don't know where they were invented first we don't know that yeah chinese is the the, the most ancient civilization so they probably invented a lot of things yeah so, yeah, everything you just described there, the high level of this story, yeah, lost on me. Mm. I'm just reading characters, reading sceneries, case going in here, yeah. out of there. Yeah. I don't know, uh, Colonel, what's his name? Corto. Corto and Armitage. I get it that all mixed up. I didn't know if it was two people I was thinking of. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a very, very confusing read oh, for I me. I really liked how Armitage lost it again and Corto sort of bled through him. <laughs> And he yeah, thought, I and I he thought that they're back, uh, you know, that they're doing Screaming Fist again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Some PTSD or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but then he was spaced. Right, right, <coughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to give it a second read. Do you want to discuss where we go from here? Well, we can do that. We can also finish some of the thoughts sure some of the yeah, yeah well your overall what's your overall experience uh, it was your overall opinion rather uh it was a hard read it was abstract i you know oftentimes we do the analysis of it was science fiction so how much of the science is correct yeah um it felt that you know that wasn't really the point of the book the book yeah, was absolutely. just fan fanciful imagery Absolutely, and uh, an intricate, uh, intricate narrative, and character development and whatnot, but it it didn't really, you know, I don't know when it took place. Most of the technology was not, wasn't described in how it works. It was just somehow they're going in and out. Yeah, I even f forget the term that it used when Case would jump in or out. Um, uh well anyway that was one of the indicators i could tell when he was had been somewhere or not been somewhere because at least the the author does tell you when when he's changing or when he's going in um so from that perspective i can't really make any calls and say that oh why did he think this about science the only one the only one that really stuck with me to think about is this 
true or not true, but is this something that would happen in the real world? Mm. And that was the mechanical lock for the AI. <laughs> I yeah. think if you have a general AI, it should be able to figure out how to teach itself. If it's yeah. teaching its itself how to go use drones in the real world yeah. to chop people's heads off, yeah. it certainly can teach itself how to take a drone and put in some lock picks or, or at least explode it. Yeah. Uh, so, it, but it was just, yeah, like I said, I think it was just a plot point that had to be, um, without that, a lot of the stories probably, a lot of the story probably falls apart. Yeah. Um, because obviously they needed Molly and Case to do the job. Yeah. So it's a good book. I'll go back and read it, but I, I have to give it a little break, maybe in a yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and speaking of uh, speaking, of yeah, I think it's that kind of sci-fi where it's more fi than sci, and the yeah. sci is far in the background, because yeah. I can really nitpick the Matrix on the Matrix. Yeah. Because see, what is the Matrix? It makes absolutely no sense. Mm. The Matrix. Okay, so this is some kind of neon. We know it's neon. Yeah. Essentially, so some kind of I guess uh, like this early. Uh, you know, arcades with better graphics, like asteroids, this sure. kind of stuff. I get yeah, yeah. like that's how I imagine it, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then, the process of hacking into a system is almost a equivalent to some kind of physic physical, some kind of physical act. So some kind of, yeah. uh, how do I put it, an act that concerns. The dimensionality, there's mm. this fact that it's some kind of three-dimensional uh, space, scape, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. plays a part into the process of hacking a program. And one thing he writes, Gibson writes, that it's essentially a visualization of all the data and all the program. So my understanding that is they found a way to sort of visualize the program yeah. so everything now is sort of visual but that's a very very it's like uh, it's 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 akin to say and we figured out how to travel faster than light yeah right so it's really not uh, you know what it reminded me of hmm. remember the 95 movie the, uh hackers yeah, of course. Remember the hacking scenes where they, yeah. you know, navigate through those... Yeah, yeah it's like a roller coaster you know, or something. Yeah. You know, cubes of yeah, flight. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. the Matrix yeah. uh, r uh, looks like. Well, I think they even... I mean, I think there's points where when he's in the Matrix, it's even, like, describing flying through a city or something yeah. like that, where w the RAM and other stuff, it's represented by buildings and whatever yeah. else. I just realized uh. y you watched Futurama. Yeah, remember the internet episode where they connected to the internet? Uh, I'm sure I watched it, but I'm not. I don't have any I'm vivid. I just realized you might have been inspired by the Matrix. You oh, I'm sure. It uh, really, really reminds me of that as well. I've just rem remembered that episode. So that's that. Uh, so you like well, no, but hold on. Tron was kind of that way too. Oh, Tron was that way, yeah. And Tron was released the first one around the time of this book. I think so, yeah. Um, we're just always gonna think in these terms as creators. Yeah. Meaning, even if it's a fiction, you're still gonna think in the terms of visualizing it as something you see yeah. every day. Yeah. We can't get out of the loop of this is what we're interacting with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. So even if I come up with a fanciful alternative reality it's still going to have all the same signposts of the reality we're in right now yeah uh the um edition of the book i read wasn't the edition the the version the print uh -huh. had some kind of uh afterward by yeah i i started person. reading that but i i didn't have time to finish it yeah i unfinished it but there's one little paragraph that i read when he says or the 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 person says that Neuromancer has a killer opening, right? Oh, the, the opening line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sky was the color of the television, of a television tuned into yeah. a bad channel. Yeah. And then he adds, well, because it was like year 2000. This oh, yeah. And you know, I did read that part. Yeah. <laughs> and then he writes, oh, but these days you won't find that. No. Uh, well, you can. Actually, some t TVs do have the snow 
but it's literally like programmed in to look like snow. Uh. It's not really your bad signal from whatever. Yeah, it's area. colorful. Yeah, yeah. It's modern. Yeah, it's modern. It's just an app of a scribbly screen or whatever you want to yeah, call it. And this is really interesting how things change over time. Yeah, and yeah. And then lose relevancy. Yes. And I, I can't help but, but notice that yet again, just like uh, Philip K. Dick, he did not anticipate the fall of, uh, f- fall of the USSR. And I can forgive that to... Uh, well, I, it's forgivable in both cases, but then yeah. Philip K. Dick wrote his book in the, in the 60s. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, Gibson wrote it in the... There was no the indicators that it could happen yeah, in the 80s. It's, it's there was no indicators up and until the minute it happened. That was the indicator. Yeah, that's what I hear. Like nobody, nobody yeah. had an idea. No one had but an idea. But I'm just wondering, is there, was there any science fiction writer who predicted that? Who saw that? Wha- who no. Because, again, you've got, you got to go with the world around you. And the world around you was a polarized world yeah. of communism versus capitalism. And then, uh, and another example, the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. Again, in a lot of sort of, there's yeah. you, in a lot of sci-fi uh, or older, well, yeah, older sci-fi, you'd have like East-West Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around in like year 2020 or something. Yeah, right? of course. But it's it's not not there. No, no, hasn't been there. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what else in this book that was um, really fanciful. You know, talking about relevance, there are some things we still use to this day. Such as? That feel irrelevant. Um, think about how often we use the play icon. But the play icon comes from the cassette era. Yeah. Where that arrow points in the way the cassette is turning. Right? Or maybe this way to play the tape. So yeah. the arrow. But we still use that play thing for everything, for recording. And the record, the red record button, again, that was something that started back for tape cassettes. But we went into the digital world and said, well, what are we going to use? I don't know. Use that red thing to do a record. Yeah, but that's the best you can do. Why would you imagine something new? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, even the way cars are designed. Cars are designed because it needs to have uh, a space for the engine. Yeah. But if your motor is in the wheel, which all electrics are going to be, there's this whole spot up front that is that even necessary anymore? Yeah. So, yeah, you just get stuck in the paradigms. And then yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, um, one thing that I liked and I didn't notice the first time I read the book. Remember at one point Molly was telling a story about a friend she knew named Johnny who had implants in his head and helped people sneak data into places. I, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Do, yeah. you rem- do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember film John and Mnemonic? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, yes. It, it it it's based on the story by William Gibson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I was gonna. Oh, oh wait, that's John and Mnemonic. Yeah. Okay. That is funny. So I would. That's the question I had: is why hasn't Hollywood ever sco- scooped up the Neuromancer story? But I guess to some extent they have got parts from it. Well, they tried many times, and rumor has it that they're working on it. They started working on it a couple years back. Really? And the person directing him, the rumors, okay, rumor has it, yeah, uh, is Tim Miller, a fellow who did uh, Deadpool. Oh, okay, all right. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, could work. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how you bring all of these things to life. Yeah, and 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 it's now more difficult than ever yeah because they they tried making a film many times okay in the in the 90s and the early uh. 2000s but now it's it's going to be really really hard because we have the matrix yeah because we have uh, everyone's uh, gonna be like i like the first one be, when yeah. they called it the matrix we not knowing that the book's been out for however we have uh, ghost in the shell yeah the, the anime so we have Bla- Blade Runner 2049. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of imagery which was inspired by the, the book. book. Yeah. Now you have to do the book. Yeah. 
but you can't just blatantly grab all that imagery. You'll have to give it sort of its own fresh look. Well, you know where you know what Neuromancer has going for it that everything you just described doesn't have going for it. Matrix, uh, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, the original in twenty four forty nine, and um, uh, what what was the other one you you mentioned? Was that it? Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I could carry on. We could forever. carry on for a long time. The the things that they don't talk about is space stations. There's always an implied, yes, humanity is out in space, mm. but they keep it on Earth. Yeah. Well, actually, no, the Matrix, it's implied that the things that are enslaving humans are in space. But um, we don't know if the, hum the human race, obviously, isn't. That's, it's a whole different thing. Well, but yeah. Okay. Uh, but this one, a lot of it, take a lot of the story takes place in a space station with, and it seems like the way they solved some of the physics problem is exactly how it was solved in like Seven Eves, like the way the yeah. when they describe the space station, it has yeah. certain modules that have gravity, yeah, certain spindle, modules yeah. that don't. So that's different, and that's a fresh look for the cyberpunk genre, yeah. I think. Yeah, th that is true. Uh, the only somewhat cyberpunk film that tr actually travels mm -hmm. out of Earth was Elysium. Do you remember that one with Matt Damon? Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he got radiation or something. Yeah. Yeah. Got this exoskeleton suit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. And the rich people were in space and the poor people were on Earth. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, I, I don't really have... The problem is... I knew coming into this podcast, I wasn't going to have much to say because I was so confused throughout the book <laughs> <laughs> that w what the heck can I say other than some specific things and lines. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't have anything. Else. Good book. I'll definitely read it again. But this go around, I was very confused by it. Very confused by it. Yeah. Could just be my comprehension. Yeah. Could have been the mood I was in at certain times reading it. There's a million different well factors. Well, in my, in my uh, uh, rating, in my on my list, Neuromancer certainly wouldn't uh, score higher than Diaspora. Yeah, no, not for me either. No. Uh, would you, which would you prefer, um, do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep or Neuromancer? Uh, do androids? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. But see, here's the problem. That, right? but then again, that narrative was kind of a traditionally written narrative and easy to follow. See, but the the problem is that we read it, even when I first read it, right? It was yeah. after the Matrix. It was after the Ghost in the Shell. It was after right. all of that. So none of that imagery is really new for us. Right. So it kind of, given that so much has been done in this uh, genre. Yeah. It's really sometimes it's difficult to go back to to the classics. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think, you know, it's still an original the way he writes, the way he describes things, yeah. the storyline. I think it's still an original. You know, there was there was one really really cool idea in the book though, and that's What's the Turing police. Yeah, let's go into that. That I think was the most interesting idea cuz really so they had recognized <coughs> the problems with having artificial intelligence. Yes, and, and, th and that it can develop into, into superintelligence. Right. And they didn't use those terms, superintelligence, no. general intelligence, no. right? So that's, that's something that came after with um, what's-his-name's writings, where yeah. we start to um, categorize what the different AIs are. I don't so know in this one, uh, wasn't it, uh, what's-his-face, the, um, the guy at Google? Uh, well, Kurzweil. Kurzweil, wasn't it him? Maybe. I don't know. Was he first to do the AI classification? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I can't say for, sur for yeah. sure either. But anyway, in this book, it was just smart is smart. Watch out. But again, I always keep coming back to my whole thing with AI, which is just um, a program doing its probabilities faster than we can do. Is that a terrifying thing? Uh, I don't know. I, d I don't think so. I don't see it. It seems... 
So the Turing police would just stamp out anything, any kind of notion of something, a program out there that was acting as AI? Yeah, they they wouldn't allow that. And yeah. they would prosecute anyone who tries to implement an AI. Um, no yeah, there'll they'll never be anything like that in the real world. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it makes much sense. Not with uh, national borders. Because what we think is good here in the States, China may think is bad or vice versa. Yeah. So who's going to police that? Well, actually, who knows? Who knows? Maybe um, there will be some kind of intelligent entities. Or I, I just thought of it. Check this out, right? Mm. So the AI, the machine learning, yeah. becomes not advanced enough to match human level. Yeah. But advanced enough to be like a like a, a pesky, a troll, rabbit, yeah, animal, rabid animal, y yeah, 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 that you know wanders around networks and you know crushes everything, feeds on data, something like that. Well, then we'd need some kind of a exterminator for this kind of thing, wouldn't we? Well, isn't it, isn't it possible that some of the trolls on Twitter are AI that are just randomly going around that maybe no one really has a leash on isn't that possible right now uh, well it is kind of possible especially because people are easy to get are easy uh, are very quick and easy to get to you know get angry yeah uh so it's really easy to you can do any lousy sort of uh yeah program that generates some shit posting some yeah, yeah shit posting but uh what i'm talking about is essentially like intelligent computer viruses mm. right so they're not quite intelligent to be intelligent as, as you yeah. and i well it's very difficult to be yeah. as intelligent well, as you yeah, and yeah, i yeah, yeah. but uh intelligent enough to wreck to wreck havoc right right and so uh some kind of touring police might be in order yeah, because it would all be cyber related. It wouldn't yeah. be borders, physical yeah, borders. Yeah, yeah. It would just be, oh, this particular network has something fishy going on with it. Yeah. 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 Th so the the governments of the world will come up with this yeah. uh sort of entity. Yeah. A group of uh pompous wankers. Yep. Tracking down those viruses. Some G men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, you know what, Vadim? I think we gotta wrap this bitch up for today yeah we did 50 minutes already yeah so uh, so, uh more than it. enough to satisfy good goodbye neuromancer yeah enjoy the beach yes <laughs>